0: Welcome to Double Sing Pod Bean. I am your dungeon master, Bradford Kretz,
1: and I'm your radio dj stephanie barth i don't know i couldn't that didn't think. sound like it worked out, right? i couldn't think of anything. you put me on the spot. i didn't know you were doing that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i think I, I think i lost my mojo.
1: oh no. cuz we've been off for too we've many weeks. we've been off for 2
0: weeks. i don't know how to do it anymore. i don't know. what's the name of our
1: podcast? um something about seeing twice.
0: Welcome to Seeing Twice Podcast. I am your fictional character, Sniggle Biddlebottoms.
1: <laughs> That's my favorite character. Yeah. Uh huh.
0: But anyway, welcome to Seeing Double Podcast. <laughs> I am your co host, Bradford Barth.
1: And I'm your host, Stephanie Kretz. Yes, we were off for a couple weeks because first. Stephanie got COVID 19. No, I had the flu. Oh, okay. I just had the flu. But it was a very, very bad flu, and I was... You were really, gone for a week. I was really sick for a week. You like, were done. Like, it was
0: rough. N- not answering texts.
1: Because I was either in a coma,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or my head hurt so bad I couldn't even look at my phone. And I, all I could do was lay here and stare at the TV.
0: Which is just a big phone.
1: That's true. But for some reason it was easier <laughs> than looking at the small screen.
0: Because it's big. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hugical.
1: Yeah. Hugical? Hugical. Yeah, I watched a lot of weird movies and I was on a lot of medicine and I had a fever for five days.
0: Yeah, that was the scary part. Yeah. I thought we were going to lose you. I thought I was going to have to tag in somebody else.
1: <laughs> well, because I got sick on Monday and then on Friday, by the Friday when I still had a fever. I was like having a, an emotional breakdown a little bit. I was just like, "When am I ever gonna feel okay?" And mm-hmm. I was just sitting here in my apartment because I hadn't I hadn't seen another soul mm-hmm. for five days, just except me and Suki here. Yeah, feverish, crazy lady eating mm-hmm. only ramen for five days. <laughs>
0: and what were you doing while Suki was doing that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> yes, uh, but then I got better, and then it was con crunch time. Yep. So, <laughs> I was feeling better Saturday, like, directly after that day of mental breakdown, and I had to finish my costume for c 2 which was the following weekend. hmm So, then I was like, Brad, I just really can't lose, you know, a couple hours of time that I need, because I need to finish stuff, which ended up being a good, in the end, because I, Tuesday was a very valuable cosplay crafting evening for me. Well. So...
0: I'm glad I was able to assist by not being here. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Or thank you. Whichever. No, thank you. (laughs) Because I was... That was the other thing that was terrible about being sick is that I was home for a week and I couldn't do any cosplay things Mm -hmm. because I was so sick and I was just laying on the couch just staring at my wings that I had to build and my wigs that needed to be styled and I was just like, I can't do anything because I can't even sit up.
0: All while slipping in and out of consciousness. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was rough. It was a rough week. But I got I was sick like that once. Yeah. Once. Once.
0: Not the coolest weekend ever. No.
1: I have not been that sick in a very long time. I don't even remember last time I was that sick. It was I was in
0: grade school. Yeah. I remember being on the couch, much like you, in and out of being awake. Sweating a lot, I think. Oh God, so, so much!
1: Yeah. It was either shivering from freezingness or sweating. Uh-huh. Had a Terrible. had a
0: garbage can next to me mm. for when the throw ups might happen. I
1: didn't have the stomach flu, so I didn't have that. And issue. the
0: reason I was on the couch because it was closer to the bathroom <coughs> for when the other end throw-ups might happen. Mm. That was that was my one experience with flu. I didn't have and those much symptoms. like you. Zero out of ten would not recommend. Yeah,
1: real bad. <laughs> I just had the feel like death, and my nose is kind of stuffy, but not really. But like, and then death coughs, so mm-hmm. it was bad. But I did not have coronavirus. Okay, everyone, I just had the flu.
0: You might One of the coronaviruses can be the flu. It's true. You did not have COVID nineteen.
1: There you go. Or the doctor su- or that SARS. I paid thirty dollars to tell me what I had via the internet. Yeah. Told me I had the flu, and that if I wanted to, I could go buy. $110 Tamiflu prescription on the third day of my flu even though it's only good for the first 48 hours.
0: Right. Yep. That wouldn't have helped.
1: Helpful. So I just suffered. Well I just you know did, took what I had here.
0: Which was a lot of what? Um, just Symptom. various
1: flu, coffee, medicine.
0: And drink a lot of fluids. Drink
1: a lot of fluids. A lot of tea and mm-hmm, water, mm-hmm. juice. Any honey? I think when, I think I put honey in my tea.
0: Yeah, that's the good stuff.
1: And then ate a lot of ramen because sodium's good for you, and you have a cold or those kinds of things.
0: Because it dries you out.
1: I don't know. Someone told me once that sodium was good for you, and ramen has a lot of sodium, so.
0: Well, yeah, it does.
1: I always Especially feel better those after pre-packaged
0: I eat it. ones. I think it's the warm things help mm, help yeah open up all your sinuses and mm-hmm. allow allow fluids to move. Instead of congeal where they're at.
1: Yeah. I still have a pretty, still have a cough that's lingering, but it's getting better and better every day (coughs) as I cough. Um, Thank you for demonstrating. (laughs) (laughs) But then like right after I got back to work, Mm -hmm. I had to wrap up an entire magazine in three days. (laughs) Nice. Which was a lot of work, so.
0: Was it stressful?
1: It was very stressful. So I was like stressed at work all day, Mm -hmm. not taking any lunch breaks because I didn't have time, and then coming home and then working in cosplay for like four hours. So it was crazy. But C2E2 was really fun. So it was all worth it.
0: It looks like it was fun.
1: It was very fun.
0: Wish I could have been there.
1: Yeah, why weren't you?
0: I'm the last oldest child of the family and I had an obligation Saturday evening.
1: Oh, that's right. You had to babysit.
0: Yeah.
2: So, you know,
0: everybody else has moved out to the left coast. Mm -hmm. That leaves me here in the middle coast. And I got to be there for my parents. It's true. And my
2: sister. Mm -hmm. We practiced her calling me. The child? Mm -hmm. Well, especially abled. Cool. Cool. Eventually, she'll stop laughing when she calls me.
1: <laughs> I <laughs> laugh when I call you.
0: Well, she just starts out by laughing. I don't even have to tell a joke. <clears throat> one day. One day that'll happen. Um. But it's okay. I'm kind of glad because that week was very stressful for me. And I ended that week like half thinking whether or not I should go to the hospital.
1: <laughs> Why?
0: Because I was seriously all in my head, thinking I was like having heart problems, but it was just stress. Stress that led to, I think, a panic attack.
1: Oh no, that's the worst.
0: And then the next day, after getting a good night's sleep, I was okay. And that's I've been crazy. to the gym since then, so I know it's not that. Yeah.
1: Goodness gracious.
0: But yeah, it was a very stressful week that really weighed down on me. Apparently. Yeah. A lot of things going on. Things like I just felt. Overwhelmed.
1: Well, thank you for checking on Suki and your overwhelmedness.
0: Well, like I said, on Saturday well, Saturday, yeah, I slept a lot on Saturday. When I came here Saturday evening, I was cool.
1: And Suki's a good chill cat, so
0: she was. She and I hung out. Good. She is not like Ladybird, so or not Ladybird. Ladyhawk. She might be like Ladybird, I don't know. But she's definitely <laughs> not like Ladyhawk. When I came in and it was night, she was still a cat. and and not some attractive woman not wearing anything because she used to be a cat. Have you ever seen that movie? No. Lady Hawk?
1: And so I'm like, what are you talking about?
0: Wow. It's with Matthew Broderick, and that's the only one I know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nope, never seen it.
0: It's a, uh, a couple was cursed. I believe during the day the lady is a hawk, and at night she went back to her former self, and during the night the man would be a wolf but during the day he was himself oh that sucks and they that was that was the curse
1: i was going to say like that sounds great being an animal during the day you don't have to go to work and then but, yeah, but when it's the other when you also can't hang you're out when your true love that yeah that sucks
0: and you know like he wants to uh, at night will want to eat you cuz you're a hawk and he's a wolf Ugh.
1: yeah awkward
0: so he got to be with her all the time Right. But at night, he had to go away from her. And Matthew Broderick was like his squire that would watch after Lady Hawk. Ah. And then he found out that she turned from a burden to a
3: woman.
1: Oh. Interesting.
0: It's an old 80s movie, I think. Yeah,
1: sounds like it. It
0: was fun. I haven't seen it in a
2: long time. I'd watch it again. I finished lock and key. How's that? It uh it's good.
0: I think I caught all of the things for the I most. I have part. I've
1: never even really heard. I mean like I've heard of it, but
0: Well, we'll be covering it at some point.
1: Alright. There's Put a it lot of the there's a
0: lot of doubling things happening.
1: Put it on the list. Like
0: there's a double thing in all of the first three episodes.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: But yeah, it's a it's a interesting uh Interesting show. I, I watched
1: uh, Horse Girl. Is that what it's called? The Allison, uh Breech movie. It's kind of new.
0: Allison breech
1: Alison Bree.
0: Oh. What was this for? I don't know. Were you trying to tell her to be quiet?
1: No. Was she loud in this movie? No. Um, But that has a double aspect in it that we could do. Oh, there you go. Also, that was a fuck. They'll never movie. stop making double things. I know. And then Mark Ruffalo's movie or show is coming out, I think, next month that we can do. And he's like a twin in that.
0: Yeah, I saw that post.
1: Yeah. Ooh, and also I met Mark Ruffalo on Saturday.
0: <laughs> yes, I saw that photo. <laughs> and?
1: It was magical. He's so cute and nice. Yeah. He like, took my hand between both of his. Uh-huh. And he was just like, wow, you look great. Kind of like in Infinity War when he says, I think you look great. Uh-huh. And when he pops up to see everybody for the first time. And then he was like, wow, Widow. Oh, there's another Widow and Cap. Like, he was just so excited. <laughs> he was just like, guys look great. And he was adorable.
0: And then he hulked out and wrecked the whole yeah. photo's booth.
1: He shook our hands twice. It was cute. At the beginning and at the end. It was very sweet. Oh. He was a nice little bean. Little green bean. Sounds amazing. It was amazing.
0: Now I'm even more sad I didn't <laughs> get to go.
2: <laughs> Aw.
0: I could have met Mark Ruffalo.
2: Yeah. He could have.
0: And then just threw him a curveball and be like you were so good
2: in 13 going on 30. <laughs> that or um see I
0: can't remember the name of the movie now. Can you see me now or is that the movie?
1: Yeah, something like that. Where he's the a magician, magician one. The yeah. magician
0: cop. He's the mastermind. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, and everybody loved my May Queen dress.
0: Of course. Who doesn't like a psycho murderer?
1: I know. She's not psycho.
0: Who doesn't like a murderer?
1: She's not really a murderer. She just chose it. She didn't do it. Who doesn't
0: like somebody that says, murder that one?
1: Who doesn't like someone who gets revenge on their shitty boyfriend?
0: Oh, that's right. I did watch the extended version. Yeah, he wasn't the best.
1: How did the, why did you need to see the extended version to know that he's a piece of shit?
0: Because he was even more so when I saw the scenes that weren't in the theatrical version.
1: But he's still a piece of shit, even from like the first moment you see him, he's a piece of shit.
0: I would say, I don't know.
1: He's gaslighting her the whole time. Because he wants to break
0: up with her. And he's getting. he should just do it. He's, you're right. He's a horrible person because he was allowing the peer pressure to happen.
1: Yeah. And that whole conversation where she's like, where he, he apologizes to her and he doesn't really apologize to her. He just says, sounds like he's saying too bad because she didn't know about his trip and he told her at the last second. Mm-hmm. And then he turns it around on her and makes her apologize to him.
0: Yeah, that's, a, that's, like that's a bogus sh- thing that's to That's
1: ga- some gaslighting stuff. I've had many conversations like that with a garbage person. Anyway, I could get into that more, but I won't. because. I get fired up apparently about Midsummer. Um, mm-hmm.
0: And I'm really sorry that you are having such problems with your trash hauler. <laughs> <laughs>
1: God damn it. <laughs> uh, I, can't, I can't help it. Anyway, everyone loved my May Queen dress and they were very excited. And I got invited to be a special guest at a Midsummer event this summer. <laughs>
0: Is it going to be during midsummer?
1: Yeah,
2: apparently it's midsummer. <laughs> we'll see.
0: That's that's wonderful. You have to per- work on your frowny face when you're trying not to laugh.
1: I was doing the frowny face, and people kept telling me not to. So I'm like, everybody, make up your minds. <laughs> I was doing a video, like I was recording a video for C2E2, like in front of the entrance. And they were like, stop frowning. And I'm like, but that's what she does. And they're like, no, smile and twirl. And I'm like, that's not what she does. But okay. <laughs> so then I just channeled my insane smiles. So and yeah, I was just was, doing that the whole time.
0: You were in the wrong costume for smile and twirl.
1: Yeah. I just did my insane smile from the end of the movie. After that. <laughs> yes, it was a fun time. Very, We consumed 18 cases of White Claws.
0: So close. To what? 20, matching the year. You guys know. just missed it. Should have done that two years ago.
1: <laughs> we'll do better next time.
0: <laughs> yeah, it better be 21.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> well, there's always Dragon Con. <laughs> we can do 20 at Dragon Con.
0: <laughs> I did so many White Claws.
1: I mean, it wasn't just a few of us. It was like carbonated. You know, six to ten people drank that many White Claws over a three-day period, but...
0: Oh, I thought you were doing like that. Always sunny challenge. No,
1: <laughs> no. Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday night, we drank eighteen <laughs> cases, which is still a lot. But I mean, it's like ninety-five percent water, so it's I can fine.
0: tell you still seem really bubbly.
2: <laughs> so bubbly. Oh, Suki, you're so cute.
1: <laughs> she's just being cute. I mean, you can't tell podcast people, but trust me, she's being cute.
0: I don't know. It looks like she's giving you the stink eye to me.
1: Now she's blinking at me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Giving me cute blinks.
2: So this week's
0: kind of a bummer yeah, episode. Is,
1: I didn't know what this uh, movie was about.
0: That's why I had to get all the funny parts out at I the know. beginning.
1: <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> because for the rest of this, if I make a joke...
1: You're a bad person. I'm a horrible guy. <laughs> <person. laughs> Take out the trash. Yes um you don't get no spending cash but i'm i would also like to preface this by saying i'm not going to go into the details of the things that were said because if you want to watch it i feel like that's a big reveal of the documentary and you should just experience it yourself yeah but we'll give you the cliff the we'll give you the the what was hidden for we'll give you the brother version the first brother version
0: the stuff notes
1: (laughs) the stuff notes um so yeah, I saw this documentary come across my path when I was browsing Netflix. Um, it's called Tell Me Who I Am, right? Yep. Okay. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I watched this on Monday and I'm like, wait what? You're Stephanie Kratz. Okay. Tell me who I am. Is what I should have done. That's but but I was So close. But
0: I was I was being good.
1: That would have been really funny though.
0: Yeah, but I I had to be good. It's just that is always in my head, because in high school, in one of my classes, it was Latin. Uh, if When we were translating, if somebody like sort of lost their spot, they would go, where am I? And the teacher would give the address to the high school. <laughs> or the city-state.
2: Hilarious. Or
0: something of that effect. He also used to, if he had mail to give you in class, and I can't even know why there was mail, he would... Ch-
1: Fris- yeah are you at a prison <laughs> frisbee it to
0: you yeah i don't I'd, i don't know why we would have gotten letters or something but he would frisbee them to you also
1: i kind of forgot that you were wearing a hairnet over your face and i just remembered it again mm-hmm. so just fyi podcast people it's a
0: somber moment this episode i <laughs> in. i'm in grieving
1: it's true um
0: i have to li- work the live he found the one of
1: my wig hair net things on the couch and put it on his face at
0: first i thought it was a ball of black hair mm. but then i realized it was not <laughs> a ball of black hair
1: anything's possible after con happens mm-hmm. it's
0: true it could have been wig cutting remnants but i
1: cleaned up pretty well and now you have your couch back so you can sit there
0: uh, yeah i'm so comfortable
1: i know i'm sorry i had to make you sit on a chair uh, for two episodes back or one episode felt like we were
0: at the beginning it was two episodes <laughs> okay. Back in the old days when I used to sit in that chair and uh-huh. swivel back and forth in anxiousness for mm. for content. <laughs> now I just get to sit back and relax. Relax and drink in
1: drink in the content. The content. I don't really think you want to drink this one in though. Definitely not. No. Um so yeah, this is a documentary and I noticed it because it was about the little tiny blurb that they gave is about was about two twins mm-hmm. or about twins a mm-hmm. pair of twins yep two brothers who the are twi- identical, identical twins tw- identical twins i was like oh this is in our wheelhouse yep and i was like oh we haven't done anything real in a while we always do yep fiction so this is another
0: of- and this real one's kind of a bummer the first real one was a bummer and this real yeah. one's kind of a bummer
1: was that the three, the three brothers or yeah. whatever? And then one was like the triplets. separated or whatever. Was that what it was? What was it?
0: Identical strangers. That yeah,
1: was a- they were all separated at birth or something like that. Exactly. Crazy.
0: That in itself was a bummer. Things that happened in that were a bummer.
1: Yeah. Here's another bummer for you. So this documentary is split into three parts, and the first part is told by. Um, the it amp- Alex,
0: oh, I didn't.
1: Alex and Marcus are the the brothers. I don't. I think Alex. Alex it is Alex. Alex got into an accident when he was eighteen, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he hit his head.
0: It looks like he was riding, was a, riding a motorcycle, a motorcycle, accident. or or a scooter. Or I think something. it was a motorcycle. They didn't actually say. Yeah. But they had, you know, artistic <laughs> visions of. A motorcycle, and then it being on the ground. Yes, like you do when you're trying to paint a uh, a scene, right, for people. But they never actually said what his accident was. Mm -hmm. Did they? Did they say he had a helmet on at one point? Because maybe that would be the giveaway.
1: In one of my fun facts, fun (laughs) air quote.
0: (laughs) (laughs) One of my facts.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, so. It opens on a tragedy. In 1982, Alex Lewis woke up from a three-month coma after a motorcycle crash. Okay. He could remember nothing about his life, except for one thing, that he had a twin brother, and he knew... He knew his name. He knew his name. Yep. And who he was, that he was his twin. Yep. But he didn't remember anything else about his life. Yep, not even his which mom. Which crazy. Nothing. Yeah. So he... It's just... I just find the whole twin thing so interesting, like, the way twins are connected, and I feel like I enjoy a lot of media that has, I mean, obviously, given the nature of our podcast. Yeah. But in general, I enjoy a lot of things that have twins in them, like, Helena and Sarah. Uh
3: Uh-huh.
1: And.
0: The double mint gum people.
1: trying to be sincere here. Like, Helena and Sarah's relationship's interesting. Wanda and Pietro from Avengers. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke and Leia like you know twins the twin connection I find it very interesting and I enjoy it Um, but so this poor kid had no memory of his life and he had to trust his twin brother Marcus to tell him everything about his life Mm -hmm. and so you know he showed him gave him like a tour of their home yep and, you know, told them about their family, his mother or their mother, their father. Mm-hmm. Um, how they went on vacations to the beach and got ice cream. And
0: friends' names and friends'
1: names and everything. And, you know, as time went on, Alex started asking more questions and Marcus... Because some things didn't seem to match up. Right. And so, but, you know, he just kind of accepted everything at face value because that's what Marcus was telling him, and
0: I think if he had th- no
1: reason not to believe it.
0: I think if the events that followed never occurred, he may have never
2: asked. Which events? Um the fa- his father getting pancreatic cancer.
1: Yeah, I can't remember. Something like that.
0: But but the exchange between the father and them and then uh later spoiler when their mom passes.
1: Yeah, their mom dies, and she, like, apologizes to them, right? No, she no, didn't. she didn't, okay.
0: But Marcus wasn't at all.
1: Oh yeah. oh, yeah, that's right. So Alex was, like, devastated when their mom died because he, like, really loved her and had a really mm-hmm. good relationship with her in this time period. But when she died, Marcus just had, like, no expression. He had, like, no emotion at all when she passed away.
0: Do you think Marcus wears contacts, or did he have LASIK?
1: Good question oh yeah because alex has glasses. glasses and marcus doesn't but it's the same thing like with clones like cosima has glasses and the other ones don't
0: yeah but they're clones i know and they all experience their defects differently That's
1: true i don't know
0: these guys are identical makes me wonder
1: <laughs> i do wonder and also you c- and marcus kind of looks like paul hollywood from british bake-off like he's a little bit heavier than yeah. Alex I think and he does his hair different up. yeah because uh, like as they're older they don't look as similar anymore but like all the pictures from them growing up like oh, you yeah. can tell they're identical but totally at, the same but as older brothers they look they don't look as identical well, but I think Marcus, it's Marcus likes aging. to use
0: more hair product and yeah
1: Marcus looks like Paul Hollywood I'm telling
0: and you and Al- Alex Alex yeah is just more natural mm-hmm. yeah
1: he's natural a little bit th- uh, leaner I would say yeah he's,
0: probably, yeah, he's a little thinner.
1: Because Paul, I was enjoying those Great British Bake Off desserts all the time. It's true.
0: Yep. <laughs> that might be it. Marcus is Paul Hollywood.
1: Yep. Um, What's his name, Paul? Paul Hollywood, yeah. Okay. Paul. Pole. Pole. <laughs> Paul. Um, so, after their parents die... Oh, there was one funny tidbit about how uh, he didn't know who his girlfriend was. Yeah. But then... <laughs> Uh, They just he just kind of told her that like his brother just like told him who she was and he just kind of went with it. Yep. And then he was like, you know what? I guess I lost my virginity twice. Yep. (laughs) Because I don't remember (laughs) the first time, but it was all good.
0: (laughs) Yep. And that that was when they were talking about when they would go out to hang out with friends. It'd be like, all right, remind me what everybody looks like and Uh their names. And it'd be like, you know, on the doorstep before entering a party, getting the Cliff Notes of their group of people and. The more interesting part about that for me was that they never actually revealed to any of their friends that he was suffering from amnesia. Right. And none of them ever caught on. Yeah, either. they just went with it. Yeah. It's
1: like it's like when, I'm going to keep <clears throat> referencing the clones, or like Ringer, like, you know, when you take on someone else's life and you just kind of go with it and everyone is just very helpful. Yep. And they just don't realize that anything is amiss. <laughs> so it was kind of similar in that vein.
0: Unless you're Akira.
1: <clears throat> Akira?
0: Yeah, A. Comma, uh,
2: Kira Yeah. Yeah. You mean space? Huh?
1: You mean a space.
2: Space, Kira. sure. Yeah. No. A
0: semicolon for dramatic <laughs> effect. No.
3: Kira. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me.
1: Um <laughs> And then so yeah. That was a that was like the only funny thing I feel like of the whole story.
0: The whole first part is great.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, they were like living in in a shed too, weren't they? Yeah,
0: so it's in thirds. The first third is told by
1: Alex. Alex. Yeah, I said that.
0: And the second third is Marcus's. Yeah. And then the third third.
1: Is them coming together to talk about (laughs) stuff.
0: Is Marcus giving Alex the answers to the questions he wants.
1: Yeah. And Um, in turn you find out. I'm I'm getting there.
0: I don't blame Marcus for what he did.
1: Yeah, I'm getting there. Let's go through the stuff first. Yeah um and then um so
0: they also lived in a very nice they lived in a nice house, house but like
1: the boys lived in like a shed or something right
0: no nah, they just had a small bed i think all british houses have tiny bedrooms i mean that's where you sleep oh okay i that's thought not... they were
1: calling it the shed maybe
0: no nah, just a bedroom twins bed on either side
1: I thought they Which was also they... a
0: weird theme they had going on.
1: Yeah, they kept showing this like...
0: In the end, though, I think it explained that that was one of those artistic things. Well, yeah, things. that was an
1: artistic choice. They were showing one bed with a person cowering under the covers facing the wall while the other bed was empty. Oh, come on. Just sleeping in
0: a fetal position. Sometimes you got to do that. Yeah. Uh, Some people do that.
1: So after their mother passed away, they were cleaning out the house and cleaning out all her stuff and they started finding some weird things. Mm-hmm. For one, they found a like armoire full of sex toys. Mm-hmm. Cool. As you do.
0: Yep. Those are nightmares you'll never. Um, uh,
1: <laughs> and then in a closet or a you know dresser or something, they found a small trunk mm-hmm. and then they had to find the key for the small trunk, which mm-hmm. they did. And inside of it was just a picture of the two boys, and they were naked, and their heads were and their heads were cut off the picture. But it was clearly them. So after that, Alex was like asking a lot of questions. What the heck?
0: See, (laughs) and the thing with his father. Fa- what was the thing with his father? I don't. So remember. his father got. I'm pretty sure it was pancreatic mm-hmm. cancer, and uh, he was gonna die. And he asked both of them if they could ever forgive him. Now they never. They really don't delve much into the father, Mm-mm. um, other than the one thing that Marcus says, which he was very like militant in his uh, affection,
2: maybe. Yeah.
0: Like you know, very stringent on. The way you're supposed to act, the things you're supposed to do. And of course, uh, Alex, right? Mm hmm. Was like, Yeah, I forgive you because he was dying. Yeah. I mean, it was, he was like fourth stage pancreatic cancer. There's no getting out of that, supposedly, mm-hmm. especially in those years. Yeah. And, but Marcus was like, Definitely not. Mm. And I'm, at the end, I'm, I'm going to try to make a, tie-in okay. for why i think that was that way okay i don't think the explanation given is the truth
1: okay so after that happens we get marcus's side of the story and it's basically he's going along and saying he's showing him the house and then when alex starts asking more questions about like family vacations and what their mom was like and all these other things He decides to start lying to him and Mm -hmm. they were just little lies at first. But as
0: time progressed, as time goes on, they just
1: got bigger and he had to keep sticking to them because he couldn't unravel this nice world he had created for Alex. Like, for example, they never went on family vacations. Right. If they went, they went with friends of the family. Yeah. Um. He they had a bad relationship with their mother. Mm-hmm. And, for example, when it was, like, her birthday or something, he would have to just pretend like everything was fine And could, because Alex thought everything was fine. They'd make her a cake and have a whole party. Mm-hmm. And it would be this, like, whole celebration. And then you see the pictures from it, and Marcus is, like, sitting off to the side very grumpily.
0: Right. But Alex is right next to her, smiling. Yeah,
1: hugging her, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And... You know, as time goes on, Marcus decided that he would live in this world too instead of face the reality what of the truth their is, life
0: which we still don't know.
1: Yes. So he decided to just start believing his own narrative, believing his own reality so because it was ended up being easier to keep up the lie that way too for yep. Alex to just believe it.
0: And it was an escape. Mhm. Which from, we don't know why.
1: From some kind of trauma we don't know about yet, but something bad happened and Marcus had a reason to bury whatever it was Mm -hmm. far, far away. Um, But then after their parents died, they were unable to, or he was unable to really do that because after Alex found the picture.
0: Right. Well, the first confusion was the dad, why he wouldn't forgive him. Right. Then the second thing is at his mom's funeral, Marcus didn't even shed a tear. Yeah. Yeah. And then, when they were cleaning up, and then when they finding that photo,
1: yeah, because when he saw the sex toys, he was like, Don't worry about it, it's fine. Yeah, and Alex is like, What? (laughs) Okay, he's like, You
0: you don't want that image in your head, please. Yeah, you only had heard what was going on two rooms over.
1: (laughs) So, then once after he finds the picture, there is this moment where Al or Marcus is in the kitchen making tea and he has a cup of tea in his hand. And Alex just goes up to him, and he asks, um, "Did our mother sexually abuse us?" And Marcus, he says he he says he sh- like the, he dropped the cup, he shattered it, and it was like probably like his entire world was shattered at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm. And he didn't say anything.
1: He didn't say anything. He only nodded once, and then he left the mm-hmm. house. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Alex went after him to try to get more out of him, but. Marcus refused to tell him any of the details of what what happened, what really happened to them and the nature of the abuse and all of that stuff. hmm. And so that's how it was for a couple decades.
0: Yeah, like 20 years, 20 some I think years. 30 years. 30
1: years. Because they are in their 50s in yeah. this and he found out in his late 20s about it.
0: Yeah. And he spent a good 30 ish years yeah. trying to find answers.
1: Right. He like interviewed their like family friends and everything. And he had this just big hole in his mind.
0: You might say he became obsessed with finding out the truth. Right. That Marcus wouldn't give him.
1: Because Marcus didn't want to go there because if he had to, if he had to talk about it, then that meant he had to deal with it too. Mm -hmm. Which I totally understand that aspect of it.
0: Yeah. That's why I don't blame what Marcus did at all. Yeah. I totally get it.
1: I get it. I mean, there's... I, f- I understand both sides of the situation because it's like you don't want to give someone trauma that they don't that they you know blissfully don't remember anymore that right. could just Marcus sc- was like he was given the greatest up. gift yeah
0: he got to forget everything bad about our childhood mm-hmm. and and I was able to give him a better story yeah. about our childhood and why why would you want to take someone who doesn't remember any of this horrible stuff and throw that baggage at them
1: right but i understand and i understand alex's side of it which is he felt like marcus was the only person in the world he could trust and he ended up lying to him for their like the rest of their life yep and it totally destroyed their bond of this twin bond that they had and all he wanted to do what like he felt like you know they're so connected and they have this whole thing they went through together in their childhood and he can't share that with him. Like mm-hmm. he can't. I feel like he probably wanted to like help him through it so that they could, you know, they both have this. Right. This thing on them. But then. And
0: also his whole thing was he has been living a lie. Right. Since that accident. Right. His whole life from the day he woke up to the day they're filming this has been a lie.
1: Mm hmm. Because he's missing this huge part of who he is even if it's a terrible part Mm -hmm. he still wants to know and i agree that he has a right to know because it was his life and it happened to him it's true and i would probably i mean i would probably do the same thing on either side Mm -hmm. it's a very tough call especially when you're like a kid yep and you're like he doesn't need to know this like that's terrible i don't want to tell him about that yeah
0: they're teenagers they were probably away at university oh this is in britain by the way oh yeah and uh yeah I mean:
1: Yeah, so the third act of the, the documentary is them coming face to face and finally talking about everything that happened. Um, I mean, well, Marcus doesn't want to talk about it still, but he and ended up um, recording his yeah. confession about, well, not his confession, but like his, his the story: the story of what happened. And, and
0: it was all because he couldn't. Number one, he had never told anyone. Yeah. That was the first confession he made and before he even, the reason he recorded it was because he couldn't even tell his brother face to face. Yeah,
1: he didn't want to look him in the eye and tell him what happened.
0: I don't, I think he actually said, I can't. Yeah. I would not be able to look you in the eye and yeah. tell you this, I can't do it. Like right. he would be, he would not be able to do it at all.
2: hmm.
0: Incapable.
1: So, eventually, uh, he gives Alex the recording, and Alex watches it, and he, you know, breaks down a couple times while he's watching, because it's it's horrible, and um, once it's done, uh, Marcus comes back, and they kind of talk about it again, and Alex said, yeah, you know, some of those things I guessed about, I guessed that that happened, but to know it's, like, confirmed, and to know more of the details, it's just like, holy bejesus. Mm Mm-hmm uh and he and marcus also tells him the story of why it finally stopped which i thought was interesting Yep. but again i don't really want to go into the details because i feel like that's part of the discovery of the documentary is having experiencing that so
0: it's really good and unfortunately if we're not going to go into it i mean all the things that come together at the end are these little scenes that they toss in the middle of things like them both in their bed, or one in the bed and one not in the bed, and the other one in the bed and the other one not in the bed, and all these. I mean, I
1: guess in the in the vague term is one of the boys would be taken to go, be abused somewhere, and the other one would be left behind, yeah, and they vice were never, versa.
0: Never done together,
1: except by yeah, mommy. By mommy. Blech. Yeah, it's horrifying. Uh, it's not cool. Yeah, if you want more details, you can watch it. But yes, there are a lot of visuals of like the boys. Like, one bed being empty, one bed not. And then finally, after they've confessed this together, at the visual is, like, the two bed, the two twin beds and the boys facing each other. Like, these, you know, human lumps in the bed facing each other. Because <laughs> they're both back together. Human um, lumps. Oh, boy. So, it was a really, really well done documentary about a very painful, horrific topic. And... Yeah. What were your uh, thoughts about the things coming together?
0: I'm wondering if Marcus I'm wondering if the dad knew what was going on.
1: If he apologized then I think he did.
0: Because in none of the stories did the dad ever come into it. it was right. Always the dad the was mom, not part
1: of the abuse.
0: But did the dad know? Did he some did they somehow know that the dad knew <coughs> and the dad was turning a blind eye to it?
1: I think I think. Or that. is
0: it strictly that he was kind of a jerk their entire I childhood. think he
1: knew and turned a blind eye. That's my thought. Maybe. Because I feel like, considering the nature of the abuse and like how often it seemed like it was happening, I feel like there's no way he didn't know. Yeah. Like, how do you explain to your husband why your son is gone for the night?
2: Well, I mean, like,
1: sleepover or whatever yeah, with a were friend. Sleepovers. But they were sleepovers at her friend's house, so.
0: Well, if he didn't know that detail, I know
1: it's true.
2: It's just like it's weird, but yeah, I think that I think he knew, and that's why Marcus would not forgive him. That's my opinion. Yeah. (laughs) But who knows?
1: What you looking up?
2: Well, I wanted to give some
0: information and I forgot to look it up earlier today because I was busy at work.
1: What kind of information?
0: Like abuse hotlines.
1: Oh. Well, I have some facts.
0: That include that stuff?
1: No. No. Oh, actually, yeah, I think there it is at the end of this article. Oh, cool. At the end of one of them. So when I was looking this stuff up, I found a couple articles about, you know, the filming of it and stuff. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and this is a Time article. The director spent three years just getting to know them before he even started filming the documentary, which I thought was interesting. He says, we were able to spend a lot of time just building a relationship of trust and that's been so helpful to creating an environment where they felt they could have a conversation in a way and they hadn't before.
0: This huge secret to the world.
1: Yeah. And there were a number of times when both of the brothers pulled out of the project, so which is interesting because they made a book or they wrote a book together about this in 2013, but they never revealed what it was okay they only they wrote a book about their experience, but left out the details of the abuse that they reveal in this oh, documentary that,
0: the the what like that he was uh didn't have any memories, and his brother was filling in the blanks
1: mm-hmm.
0: did the anything in on the book
1: it's this it's just the same it's a but book of no the same abuse. name no no like they wrote about ever they wrote like basically what this thing was it's just they left out he doesn't reveal the abuse stuff he doesn't reveal the details of the abuse like he does in the end of the thing oh, the documentary interesting. so they wrote a they wrote an article about what happened or they wrote a book about what happened to the to each other uh-huh. but they never but he doesn't reveal those details
0: so is this the f- this, so, this is, this this is, the, is the first, first time, time he ever. reveals that to his brother. Yeah, so
1: everything we saw in the documentary was legitimately the first time he said it, the first time he heard it. Okay. So,
0: because the book didn't give him the answers he needed. Exactly. See, he still wouldn't stop.
1: <clears throat> Today, the boys, the brothers, live incredible and emotionally rich lives. They're fathers and husbands. The director says it's very inspiring to see people who have gone through more than you'd wish on anybody and yet resolutely refuse to be defined as victims. Mm -hmm. I really hope audiences are left with a feeling of hopefulness. Um, This is kind of what I touched on, um, that Alex and Marcus's story is a testament to the relief that can come from speaking horrors out loud and that both men had lost the psychological bond that connects identical twins. Mm Mm-hmm. And now they've got that bond back and they don't have that big chasm between them anymore. Okay.
0: Sookie's an emotional cat right she now. She is. Emo- not an emotional... What was it? What's what's the word for a cat that helps... Or an animal that helps you?
2: Emotional support. Relief.
1: Emotional support, yes.
2: She's an emotional support cat right now. Because she's just being cute. looking at Looking at her mommy.
1: So yeah, they made this... A film in conjunction with uh, NAPAC, which is the National Association for People Abused in Childhood. Okay. Um, they helped them through the reaction they're getting from the public and how to talk to their kids. Okay. They, um, yes, so they helped them with a bunch of like post, like getting ready for the movie to come out also. Uh-huh. Uh, Marcus said, we wanted it to be a conversation that's not taboo. Maybe you discuss this movie at a dinner party and a friend tells you, you know, I was abused as a kid. I think that would be an amazing thing. People shouldn't be ashamed of what happened in their past because it's not their fault. Um, and Alex said, we had no idea of the enormity of what the movie could mean to other people. That's going to be a very rewarding part of this journey for us.
0: Um, Is there a hotline for yes.
1: that? So, the it's like for um, the National Sexual Assault Hotline is uh one eight hundred eight six five six four six seven three, and it's uh Rain, R A I N N. Mm-hmm.
3: That's what I was looking at on my phone.
1: <laughs> and then there's also one in England and Wales. The National Rape Crisis Helpline is 0808-802-9999. There you go. Sorry for the not super fun topic this week, but I still think that we don't always have to have tons of fun. We can talk about real things. It's
0: true. It's unbelievable what that mother did. It's just...
1: It's horrendous.
0: I can't... what, What kind of... You know, and I listened to f- My Favorite Murder, <laughs> and it's just like, you know, I know people are capable of horrible things, but it's like, these were your kids.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Like, you brought them into the world, and it's almost like you treated them like strangers. Mm-hmm. It's just, I can't, I can't digest that, what she did. I know. It's, it's hard wild. to digest that.
1: She cared more about her chihuahuas. Then her children, yeah. Oh yeah, she had a bunch of chihuahuas, and she puts she dressed them up in clothes and stuff.
2: <laughs> weird people it's be true. weird. Weird
0: people be weird. Sookie only gets dressed up once a year, and it's Halloween, and she absolutely hates it. I can only imagine how those chihuahuas would have felt.
1: <laughs> Sookie just flops on her back and is like, Mrah.
0: "Get these
2: wings off of me!"
1: Like, so give her wings. You gotta have your wings.
0: I'm not a
2: cat flight. <laughs> you gotta have your wings. But yeah,
0: that was a, that was a heavy thing to watch. It took me two sittings to actually watch it. Yeah. Mostly because I started it really late one night and I'm like, I just not in the headspace It's to hard to watch this. a
1: documentary late at night.
0: <laughs> I'm like, so I paused it and I'm like, I'll get back to it later. And it was like, just when it was about to get real, like when they were confronting each other, uh-huh. it was, uh, that then I'm like. And there were little snippets of things, and I'm like, yeah, no, I can't finish this right now. Too much. Yeah.
1: It's rough. It's a rough one.
0: You know, the whole beginning, making a lie so his brother thinks their life was better than it was, to hints at why he was upset with his father and his mother, to them finally coming to Mm -hmm. what really happened, I was like, "Uh, yeah, no, no. It
1: was a very interesting structure. Yeah. I thought it was... It was cool in that way. Like it was well done. So
3: Uh
1: I think it's only like an hour and 15 or 20 minutes. So if you've got some time, I would recommend it. Yeah. It's even though it's a a rough topic.
0: And prepare to have comfort food available or, I don't know, go to the gym.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. However you get out your. Whatever
0: you need to do to get that out of you.
1: Yes. But obviously it talks about a rough topic. So, you know, be prepared if you watch it. Mm-hmm. I did not know I was going to talk about that topic. I heard the, the description was like two twins and there's a family secret. And I thought it was going to be like a murder. And I was like, ooh, that <laughs> sounds fun.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, no. no. No murders. Except of Innocence. Innocence was murdered.
1: Yeah. Next week will be more fun.
0: I don't even know what's next week. Neither do you, I according to the schedule. It's the 100th episode, so the I'm 100... trying to think of something. Oh, that's right. We'll do um something. Something fun. It's got to be special.
1: Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Or I'll just throw something random in there. <laughs> be like, eh, whatever. <laughs>
2: Dinosaurs. Uh... <laughs>
1: so. Double count was two.
0: <laughs> double count was two. Yes.
1: Two real humans.
0: Yeah. They both had really thick fingers. Can I say that?
1: Did they? I didn't notice. They
0: each had big hands. Oh, Because they both spent a lot of time covering their eyes and...
1: That's true. Rubbing their face. Rubbing...
0: But yeah, I mean, those... Like, that's somebody you don't want to arm wrestle. (laughs) That guy's hand was like like a... I don't know. It's huge. You could take him. I don't think so. (laughs) I'd be afraid. I see that hand coming my way, I'd be like, no. Can you imagine that getting smacked with that hand? that would not be good that'd be like taking a saddle to the face
2: I'm sucky (laughs) I did not enjoy this episode at all (laughs) because you made me watch some heavy stuff Stephanie
1: (laughs) I'm making her mouth talk
2: yep
3: because
0: she just lets you do that Mm -hmm. she loved me when I came over good yeah we were very we had a lot of talking
3: Except I didn't want to set up recording to get it all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I did send you audio purrs. Did you finally find a place that was quiet enough to listen to them? Yes, I did. Okay.
1: Yeah, it was very loud when you sent them originally. I was surrounded by humans drinking White Claws.
0: (laughs) The second one was better caught than the first one. Yeah. But yeah, she was uh, very much happy I was here. And she would really like it if you would email us at cdoublepodcasts at com to tell us what you thought about this after, hopefully, you've watched it. and or just listen to it. Or Let's just listened to it. Well, I'm thinking, you know, I'd like to get some people's insights on on what they thought of this documentary. Yeah. I know it's heavy, mm-hmm. but do you have, like, do you agree with any theories that we have about the dad-mom connection mm. or know of a story, you know, where somebody that you knew had horrible things like this done to them. You can follow us on Twitter, at CdoublePod. You can follow Steph on her socials, at StephPlusVerb. I'm at Brad Barth on Twitter. And uh, please consider rating and reviewing the show. If you want to spread the word, use the hashtag singdoubles so we can uh, see, you know, look up on Twitter from time to time to see people out there that are sharing. And maybe we'll give you a shout out on a future episode. And this was episode 99.
1: Ooh. How exciting.
0: So until next time.
1: (laughs) I'm Stephanie Kratz.
0: And I'm Bradford Barth. And I promise I will not get the flu. And cause another long break.
2: (laughs) I've had my shot. Bye. Goodbye.